Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, February 19th. I'm Wayne Pratt. A delay in U.S. Census data could mean big problems for the timeline of Missouri's 2022 election cycle, especially if state legislative redistricting committees can't come to an agreement. If you look at history, um, (laughs) they, they deadlock. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum examines why policymakers are mulling over whether to push Missouri candidate filing back because of a potential redistricting delay. Missouri Governor Mike Parson is directing the state's attorney general to investigate possible natural gas price gouging during the bitter cold. Parson says he is concerned that some people might be in for, quote, sticker shock when they get their bills. I don't want... uh people to be taken advantage of just because we're finding a way to pay some corporation money that's making millions and millions of dollars off of a national or a natural disaster. uh, I want to make sure that's not happening. Parson also says Missouri might be able to help people who can't afford to pay some utility bills. Those bills, of course, have increased because of weather related costs. Missouri and much of the country have been dealing with extreme cold weather for much of the month. The St. Louis City Chapter of the NAACP has filed complaints against the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. The organization alleges the department is not meeting guidelines set by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to vaccinate inmates in Missouri prisons. St. Louis City NAACP President Adolphus Pruitt accuses the state of violating a section of the Affordable Care Act that prohibits discrimination based on race, color, national origin, sex, age, or disability in certain health programs. Coronavirus cases are leveling off at colleges and universities in the region after several reported spikes following winter breaks, with one exception. St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney reports. St. Louis University has seen a small rise in cases over the past few weeks. Dr. Terry Redman on SLU's COVID response team says unlike during most of the fall semester, students have started attending parties or socializing without wearing masks. What we're seeing are little pockets of disease transmission because students are making poor choices. SLU is one of the few area colleges conducting surveillance testing of its students. Lindenwood University's numbers are down after a post-holiday spike. Its St. Charles campus also had a spike last year. Other colleges, including Webster University and the University of Missouri-St. Louis, say self-reported case numbers are down slightly from the fall. I'm Ryan Delaney, St. Louis Public Radio. Longtime former Illinois Speaker Mike Madigan has resigned his House seat after more than 50 years. As Hannah Meisel reports, the once powerful speaker, though, has one more power play left. Madigan had served in the House since 1971, but a position he's held for even longer will empower him to effectively choose his own successor. As Chicago's 13th Ward Committeeman, Madigan has the most weighted votes among other Democratic leaders in the House district he's giving up. Though Madigan's district on Chicago's southwest side has attracted more Latino residents in recent decades, the former speaker is reportedly leaning toward appointing Mo Zidane, who would be the first Arab American to serve in the legislature. Zidane currently serves as 13th Ward Superintendent for the city's Department of Streets and Sanitation, a job Madigan's own father held for 25 years. The selection process is slated for Sunday morning in Chicago. I'm Hannah Meisel. 
A technology startup on Cherokee Street in St. Louis is celebrating yesterday's landing of NASA's Perseverance rover on Mars. Impossible Sensing has developed sensors that are being used in this NASA mission, which is searching for signs of life on the Red Planet. Founder Pablo Sabron says his South St. Louis company will be analyzing the rover's findings. We think that mid-March we'll start getting the first scientific data, and this is the data that our team here uh, will be helping to collect but also, and more importantly, helping to interpret uh, mm. to, to deliver the scientific uh, value that NASA is looking for. Sabrone made those comments yesterday on St. Louis on the Air. He says the findings could lead to bigger things like possible human missions to Mars. The pandemic threw off many political events over the past year, including completion of the U.S. Census tabulation. That delay is having a profound effect on the timing of Missouri's redistricting process and potentially how next year's election cycle will proceed. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum examines why the timeline is problematic for state legislative redistricting. The U.S. Census Bureau dropped a bombshell last Friday when they announced that vital data needed for this year's redistricting process wouldn't be ready until September 30th. That could wreak havoc for states with strict deadlines to complete the once-every-10-year affair, like Illinois. In some respects, Missouri's problem is that they have too much time built into its state legislative redistricting process. And that could cause big headaches for candidates who want to file for House and Senate districts that may not be completely set in stone when filing begins in February 2022. Here's why. The clock for Governor Mike Parson to appoint members of House and Senate redistricting commissions won't begin until April 30th, the day the census is supposed to send state population counts to President Joe Biden. As Missouri Republican Party Chairman Nick Myers pointed out, if the commissions are properly seated and agree on maps, they could conceivably finish their work before the end of the year. But that's based on the idea that the commissions, which are split evenly between Republicans and Democrats, actually come to a consensus. That assumes that you have a a map drawn by the commission uh, and you don't have to turn it over to the judges. The judges Myers is talking about is a panel of appellate judges that get appointed when commissions deadlock. Jim Layton, who was involved with redistricting litigation when he worked for the Missouri Attorney General's office, says history shows that these panels don't come to consensus very often. Since 1981, only three out of the nine commissions have actually agreed on a map. You, you can imagine that. I think that was the intention when this was created many years ago. But if you look at history, um, it, 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 they, they deadlock. And here's the biggest problem for Missouri right now. In the case of a deadlock, judges may not complete their work until during or after the candidate filing period is supposed to end in late March of 2022. Because of that, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft says he's talking with lawmakers from both parties about potentially pushing the filing period back. The idea of moving candidate filing back has come up from legislators. My instinctive response is, We know how to do elections. Don't mess with deadlines because something always breaks if we do that. But that doesn't mean we can't. I mean, we moved the municipal elections last year, although that that was hard for me to support. But it, it seemed like the right thing to do at the time. But moving the candidate filing period isn't necessarily as easy as it sounds. As Layton pointed out, litigation could further change state legislative districts. And he says that could make it more difficult to figure out what the new candidate filing period should be. 
if they could say we'll push it back a month or two, then yeah, I think they'd have to seriously consider that. But but there's no assurance that uh, that even two months is enough. Justin Levitt is a professor at Loyola Marymount University in California who is an expert on redistricting. He says that the nightmare scenarios over state legislative maps in Missouri are based on assumptions that the commissions won't come to an agreement. Levitt says it's up to party committees that will supply nominees to the House and Senate commissions to pick people that are not going to automatically deadlock the process. I imagine that if the legislative leadership from that district said, don't put forward somebody who's going to be so stubborn that we don't have maps until the end of the process, that the Congressional District Committee would listen. And if they don't look that far ahead, then it's kind of their own fault for nominating the people who would put them in the bind to begin with. Because redistricting data won't be available until late September, that creates a completely separate redistricting headache. State legislators responsible for drawing congressional districts will almost certainly have to go into special session later this year to ratify a map. But that work should be done well before filing is supposed to start in February 2022. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.